No. Something is called for which would engage her interests, get her out and about. And it suddenly occurred to me. A puppy, I said. A small breed of dog. I recollect her saying once that she thought she might like to have a spaniel, and since it would have to be exercised, it would take her out into the air and give her something to think about apart from her ills. Victoria's face broke into a most charming smile. That's a capital idea. She suddenly inched closer to me, and I moved back against the wall. The bricks were cold on my back. I didn't quite know why, but I felt I had to keep the conversation going. Her gaze had grown intent, and the sparkle in her eyes spellbinding. If I looked too close, what was I afraid of? Of course, Lord Blackstone might object, I said quickly. Some gentlemen are quite averse to any dogs not of the sporting breed. Her smile vanished. My brother will not object, she said rather curtly. She looked at me and seemed more cheerful. Thank you most kindly for the inspiration, Annerley. I shall make it a top priority to find a suitable puppy. She let the word trail off to a whisper. May I call you Annerley? We are to be friends. Without warning, Victoria Blackstone leaned in, pressed against me and kissed me full on the mouth, and did not stop kissing me. Her lips felt soft, and her breath smelled of sweet cloves. For the fleeting seconds, I did not hear the world around me, or the strong scent of oranges, or the stir of the breeze. There was only the gentle but firm mouth of Victoria upon my own hungry lips and her soft breasts touching my own. But the voice of reason screamed in my head. Was I insane or so hungry for the lips of a woman that I would risk shame everything I had worked so hard for? I pulled away from her, standing unsteady, frozen, staring at her striking green eyes. She stood with an amused smile curling her lips. Do not act so shocked, Annalee. She inched closer again. I could have walked away, ran back inside to the safety of the guests, back to my safe little corner of reality, but I did not. I had to know who this ravishing woman truly was and what she wanted from me. Her voice was low, intimate. Annalee, you and I want the same thing, dream the same desires. Let us please not play games, sweet Annalee. I knew you were the same from the moment I laid eyes upon you. Tell me I am wrong. I looked away from her. I had to. I could not and would not answer her. How could you speak to me like this, Miss Blackston? I asked, sounding foolish and prudish. You are a lady, sister to an earl, Lord Blackston. I am but hired help. Her gaze did not leave me. She shrugged her pale, beautiful shoulders.
I am who I am. But we both know that I will never marry a man, and you probably won't either. This woman was beyond bold, and yet I grudgingly found her refreshing and honest. But the situation was dangerous, for me. I straightened my back and stared into her eyes. I think it best we both forget this and go back inside. I wanted nothing more than to run back to Lenore's side. There was no telling what Miss Wallace and the Earl had made of her. I ached to feel her beside me, to set my eyes upon her. You are fascinated by Lenore, my sister-in-law. I was startled by her bold statement. Could this woman read my mind as well? 